Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The road to Roland Garros is rolling through Rome as we are three weeks away from reaching the Terre of Paris. Lots of Americans off to fast starts, including top-ranked Taylor Fritz, who took out the British number one, and Coco Gauff, who needed three sets and three hours to advance. Plus, all eyes on Serena Williams. What kind of form will she be in before heading to Paris for another shot at history? And what's trending and who's posting? We're checking the hashtags and handles from all the tennis platforms. We're adding to the Roman ruins on TC Live right now. Always sarcastic. Rome wasn't built in a day, but you can't get past day two. That tournament is left in ruins. Welcome to TC Live, our half-hour post-game show to get you caught up on everything in the tennis world. Plenty of highlights and interviews on the way. Plus, we will dive into Serena's road to Roland Garros and Tennis at Home starring Daniela Hantakova. Three hours and 51 minutes. The wait is over. We're here in our studio in Santa Monica. Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, Jim Currier. Wow, the ebbs and flows of that match. Uh, Sergio Georgi, Camilla Georgi, the umpire, and Sarah Cerebes Tormo coming out on top. Uh, are you exhausted? <laughs> I, I'm happy I didn't have to play it. <laughs> oh, but my yes. goodness. What a, what a <laughs> roller coaster that was. That was wild. Yeah, it was physical. It was mental, emotional. I mean, we had everything. And when we came in on that match, it was fireworks <laughs> right from the start. So incredible effort for Cerebes Tormo. That's why you said the longest match you ever played was right before a match when, when Jim was going on? Yes. It was about three, three hours, 38 minutes or so. And Jim was kind of giving me the side eye for it. Yeah, I was, I was tired <laughs> of waiting. A little. I was like, let me get out there and lose to Andre already. I got a flight to catch. Get out of here. <laughs> Longest three-set match on tour this year, and it goes to Sarah Cerebes Tormo. Let's start the show. We begin with the top-ranked American taking on the top-ranked man from Great Britain. And when it comes to the number one player from the United States, that is none other than Taylor Fritz. He comes in ranked outside of the top 30. Taylor Fritz taking the court right there for the U.S., playing his fourth tournament as the top-ranked American after taking that spot from John Isner on April 5th. That's the good news. The bad news, today marks the first time in the history of the ATP rankings that no American men are ranked in the top 30 of the world. Well, Fritz will look to change that this week. It starts against Dan Evans, who has more wins on clay, Jim, this year than he had his entire career coming in. Yeah, Evans has had a remarkable run. The semifinals in Monte Carlo. And Taylor Fritz, who's coming off of a three-match losing streak, but he played brilliantly today, dominating the rallies. He was ready for the all-court offense of uh, Evans. The slice backhand didn't affect him. He won about 80% of the second-serve points when he was serving Fritz, and he broke Evans with regularity. It was a routine win. That has to feel good for Taylor. 
He won five straight games from 1-3 in the first and caught up with Prakash after. Dan Evans has been having one heck of a clay court season. Uh, must have felt great out there. Yeah, I felt, I felt really good. Uh, I went down like an early break, but I was still, I still felt like I was hitting the ball really well, so I just kind of tried to stay positive and I played really well. Taylor Fritz gets the reward, Chanda, of now taking on world number one and multiple Rome champion Novak Djokovic. Did take him to five sets in Australia earlier this year. What kind of confidence can that give Fritz heading into this match? Yeah, I think that should help him see that he can play with him and he can potentially maybe just get the edge, what he wasn't able to do before. And I think for any player, young player like Taylor Fritz, it's important to get these kinds of looks at the top guys to see where your game matches up periodically and to push yourself a little bit. He's got to get a little bit out of his comfort zone in this type of match, maybe become a little bit more aggressive when he has those opportunities. And a win like this today certainly should help him. Isn't it weird when we remember back to Fritz playing Novak they had to stop this match when he had all the momentum because there was a curfew. We were going back into lockdown. And so just prior to the fifth set, they had to clear the crowd out of Rod Laver Arena. And Taylor was livid about that because he had all this momentum that he then lost. Novak regrouped and got him. This surface much better for Novak than it is for Taylor typically. But that's got to give Taylor a lot of psychological confidence to know that he can be toe-to-toe. You're right about that. All right, we shall see. Ten Americans in the top 100 How about 10 Italians in the top 100, including three guys ranked in the top 30? One of those is Fabio Fonini playing former world number four, Kei Nishikori today. And Nishikori entering Rome ranked outside the top 40 for the first time since his debut a decade ago. Both of these guys being unseated, that just sort of seems strange, doesn't it? But that's what you get when you're in one of these tight 56 draws. Fonini was not feeling great about the outcome after that first set. The second set wouldn't get better for the local either. Nishikori, we know he's such a good all-surface, all-court player. And all-arounder, his two-handed backhand was firing on all cylinders. Match point, he throws down an ace, too. Don't see a ton of those from K. He's like, what? I aced him for the match? (laughs) Yes, you did. Lost just five of his first serve points in the match. We'll take on Pablo Carino Busta in the second round. To the ladies we go. Jen Brady coming off a round of 16 showing in Madrid. And Zheng Shuai has lost in the first round her last six events, Chanda. Yeah, that's not the best record going into a match against a big-hitting Jen Brady, who on the surface has a little more time, moved well. You can see in that first set, just was not troubled at all. Takes it 6-1. Second set would get just a little bit trickier. Zheng making things a little tighter, but... In the end, it was Brady with the firepower, with the serving. Really just confident tennis from start to finish. And in the end, was finally able to close this without breaking serve to win this in two straight. Jen Brady gets the victory. 6-1, 6-4. She will meet Ekaterina Alexandrova in the next round. And then we got the 17-year-old Coco Goff playing her fifth main draw on clay. Taking on Yulia Putin-Seva, who made the quarterfinals here last year. This would just be a gritty, gutsy battle. Now, Putin-Seva is an excellent competitor. She's comfortable and confident on this red clay court. But golf, she's stacking up the win slowly but surely at the tour level on this surface. And they're showing some nice variety, good hands up at the net. And that's where golf is able to elevate her game. The more forays she makes in that midcourt area. But in the second set, Putin-Seva, true to form, would not go away made things difficult for golf with her movement and her court coverage was able 
to win that second set, taking advantage of a lower first serve percentage from Golf. But in the third, Golf able to turn that around, started getting more first serves in, no double faults. And then that type of movement at the net, very athletic, would be up 5-2 with some match points. But of course, Putin Seva wasn't quite ready to go away. She slipped on the line there. And we've seen her fall a few weeks ago. I think it was in, in Charleston. Yeah. But she's had some, some troubles there. But golf in the end would not be denied. Didn't get distracted and a nice close for her. That was a three-hour match. Then she played a 38-minute doubles match. Then had an interview with Prakash. But it was an absolute battle. Yeah, um, she played really well. We had a lot of long points. She um, didn't really give me much pace to work with, hitting a lot of heavy, deep balls. And I just really had to be patient. Today kind of tested my patience. <laughs> tested her patience. She also told Prakash, your mind is a really powerful thing. Even if she's not feeling 100%, Jim, she tries to make herself believe that she is. And that got her through this match. She's very precocious. And, and she's obviously putting in a lot of work to try and, and get to that next level. We're waiting eagerly for that to happen for her. She talked in one of our New Balance in Your Shoes pieces the other day on TC Live about how she's been working on her kick serve, trying to make sure that there's some safety and comfort in that. What about her serve and her forehand, Chanda? Those shots, are they starting to make a move in the right direction for her? I think those are the things she has to continue to work on. And the serve today, you could see her start to find some confidence in that third set, able to start making more first serves, was safer on the second. And your first serve is really only as good as your second serve, not having to feel like you are going to miss it. Uh, when you want to make it in the teeth of the match. And I think that's been key for golf. And so she was able to play a lot more relaxed, a lot more freely. She can get that forehand going, start working on that, driving through it uh, in difficult situations. Her game is going to continue to come into form. But she's only 17. There's a lot of growth that she needs, still needs to happen in her game. Absolutely. Take a lot of positives from this. She takes on Maria Sakari next. 0-2 head-to-head against Sakri. We shall see if the third time is the charm. Some other matches, big ones coming up Tuesday. How about Sloane Stevens, Chanda, getting that late lucky loser spot to play her, her bestie Madison Keys again? Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And in this case, Sloane able to get a spot in the draw. This has always been a comfortable matchup for her. This should be an, another interesting one. Yeah, set your alarm for that match. How about Tommy Paul and Roberto Batista? Agut Tommy uh, is a, an American who is very comfortable on the clay, a French Open junior champ. Uh, I'd like to see him test himself against RBA, who is not necessarily a clay court player, has better results on the quicker surfaces. All of those matches, fantastic here. Of course, we'll head back to Rome, check in with Danny and Prakash later here on TC Live. Plus, we are talking Serena Williams reigniting her quest for history in Rome. Our experts on what to expect. You're watching TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com.
Let's go. Tennis Channel back to Roland Garros for the 15th year. More than 330 hours of coverage. We've got the men's and women's semifinals. And for the first 10 days, a night session. 9 p.m. local time on Philippe Chatrier. Cannot wait. Less than three weeks away. Well, Serena Williams is back in Rome where she has had a ton of great memories. She's raised the trophy four times, met her husband here six years ago. Serena has not played since falling to Naomi Osaka in the semifinals of the Australian Open, and she's ready to go. I feel good, you know. I feel like I'm good. I'm in Rome. I'm going to have a some good matches here, hopefully, and then I'll be, you know, at another Grand Slam, which is always makes me excited. I trained for the past uh two and a half weeks at Patrick's Academy and then um, training a lot on the clay in the United States um, with team members and Mackie came back and other people joined and that was really exciting for me and so we had an intense you know several several weeks of training. A lot of intense training before she got to Europe Chanda Uh, hasn't played in about a few months now Got to the semifinals in Australia. A lot of good history in Rome. Four titles, 13 titles on clay. She can play anywhere. What do you expect to see from Serena here in Rome? Well, it's always tough, those first matches on the clay. I mean, if anybody can kind of work their way through it more smoothly without having a lot of matches behind them, it's Serena Williams. But, you know, it's going to take a, a little bit of time. I think if she can get through her first round or first couple of rounds, that should help her feel better. We saw the video of her working on her sliding and trying to get the balance down. That's the challenge, those first matches on the clay. But she talked about having those training weeks in the States. She looks good, looks mm-hmm. fit. And more than anything, I think she just looks rejuvenated, like she's ready to get back at it, um, like she's ready to compete. And when Serena's in that state of mind, she can be very tough. When she's ready to compete, <laughs> watch out for the rest of the WTA. Of course, anytime, Jim, we talk about Serena, it is the race for history, 24 Grand Slam titles. But as a Hall of Famer, you know that Margaret Court won a bunch of her Grand Slams at the Australian Open when many of the top players did not go there. Yep. So, for Serena, how important is it to get to 24, or do you believe that the real record is the open era. Look, I think we have to frame the discussion this way. In the men's game, in about 10 years' time, it's going to be pretty clear we're going to have the rearview mirror of the three best players that have played in men's history and all played at the same time, all playing in the same tournaments and all playing the same type of schedule. We cannot have that discussion in in the women's game with Margaret Court versus Serena or even Steffi because it's very different. You can't even really say that Martina and Chrissy are in that conversation because they didn't play a lot of majors over the years by choice. So they didn't have the same as uh, many attempts necessarily. Serena versus Steffi. That's the one you can really compare because Steffi made the Australian Open priority. She didn't miss majors unless she was injured. And Serena's already where she needs to be. So it's a much more layered, complex discussion in the women's game than the men's will be in years' time. But for me, Serena's already got it. Yeah, she's got the the record in the open era. We talk about sort of how players approach the majors now and and what's important. As Jim, you mentioned, that wasn't as important 20, 30 years ago. It was about the consistency on the tour. Australia uh, didn't have the same stature. And so I think, you know, it's a difficult discussion to even treat fairly. I mean, we like to have it sometimes. Mm. But uh, at the end of the day, she's got 23. She's got that record. And uh, hopefully she can get to 24. But that's already in, in writing. That's on paper.
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she starts off on Wednesday. We'll have that match right here on Tennis Channel. Either Nadia Podoroska or Laura Sigman. And by the way, what happens in Rome is a good indication of what could happen at Roland Garros. The four times that she's won in Rome, three of those times, she's made the final at Roland Garros, winning twice. When we come back, we check in on the youngest Italian to crack the top 20 in history, Yannick Sinner in his home country. Ruben Courier, Weissman back on TC Live. How about Yannick Sinner? Going for his 20th win of the season, taking on Ugo Umber, Jim. Yeah, a couple youngsters getting after it. Umber hits the ball big. He's talented as well, but Sinner thrashes through the first set. Cruising here, 5-2 here, set point. The forehand power is evident. He's got backhand power. He's got it all going. Top 20 already as a team. That is mighty impressive. It's just a shame that he doesn't have the crowd backing him just yet, but if he keeps playing well, come Thursday, mm. they'll start to file in a little bit, which will be nice. But Yannick Sinner plays a very different style from the other team in the top 100 from Italy. Musetti, who had a good day as well. But, man, he is polished for someone so young. Hit 14 winners, gets his 50th win on tour at 19 years, 265 days old. That is 184 days older than when you did it, Jim, getting your 50th win. You were also a teenager at that time. Uh, these two <laughs> have trained together uh, a bunch this year. I mean, they played a bunch of practice sets, practice matches in Australia. So taking on Rafa Nadal next for Yannick Sinner, mm-hmm. how does that help him? Well, I think the fact that he will have played a ton of practice sets against Nadal, he's gotten used to the big fizzing forehand. When you get a couple of weeks in a row, you just start to get set on what you need to do to defend against it. That's not something that a lot of people have the luxury of, especially at that young age. So Nadal was, he made a willing choice. He chose Sinner to be his practice partner down. That's a huge honor for Sinner. And it might help him. Look, Nadal's still going to be the big favorite. We know all of this. But if you're Sinner, at least you got some comfort that you know what's coming and you felt it a lot already this season. Yeah, I definitely think it's to Sinner's advantage to keep getting these looks. I mean, we talked about it with Fritz, the opportunity to play these guys, these all-time greats, to test your game, to kind of figure out what works, try maybe some different things when you're under pressure. That's where things really solidify. So I definitely think it's a big advantage having practice with the doll and also gone up against him under pressure when it counts. Yeah, and, and he played him at Roland Garros last year, took him to a tiebreak in the first mm-hmm. set. Served for the first set. He's got that experience. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a blockbuster second-round match. Rafa Nadal and Yannick Sinner back to the ladies. Jesse Pagula in the far court here, taking on Daria Kazakina. Chanda. Kazakina's having a resurgence. Two titles already this year. Yeah, and she's always a tricky player on a surface where she has a little more time, where she can weave her points. And Kazakina would have set point here. But Pagula, she has played such confidence, confident tennis under pressure. Save set point, would turn the tables and then would break Kasatkina to take that first set, and that was big. We saw a patient Jesse Pagula when she needed to be. She had the firepower to go to, but she didn't panic at the end of some of these rallies. And in the second set, making it look even cleaner for serves, first balls, and in the end, it was just too much pressure for Kasatkina. Big season as well for Jesse Pagula. Quarterfinals in Australia and gets... Oh, nice little handshake there. Gets it going in Rome with the straight set victory. 
Iga Swiatek taking on Ali Risk. Second time in two weeks. Risk started strong in this match. Yeah, Risk would get up 4-1 with the break right there. And it looked like she was off and running. But you know, something happened during this match. We weren't sure if she came in with something not quite 100%. And maybe it was made worse. But she would have to retire after getting up 4-1. Sviantek would come storming back with shots like this one. Kept the pressure on. And in the end right here with wrist didn't look like her movement was too hampered but you could see there she pulled up and this was just an unfortunate way for any match to end especially when she started so well yeah she's been struggling with that left foot injury and going up 4-1 has to retire from this match at 4-5 in the first set Iga Sviante getting her first win in Rome remember she lost her first match there last year then went on to win seven in a row and take the title at Roland Garros. Time now to enter the social net here on TC Live. And how about this, Jim? Players have been told that starting in Geneva and Lyon, the COVID restrictions are being relaxed a little bit. That'll be good news for Roger Federer as he returns, so they'll be able to stay in different hotels, move about, go out for dinner. They're also changing the testing policies. Instead of every four days having a PCR test, which is a bit more invasive, they're going to have the antigen test, and they'll do that every other day. So they'll get more frequency, and they'll get that, get that rapid test back. Most importantly, if you are a vaccinated player, fully vaccinated player, for six months, the next six months, you will no longer be required to test at the tournaments. If you're flying to a nation that requires testing to enter a country, You'll still have to do that, but you're no longer at risk as a player if you're fully vaccinated of getting a false positive or getting a test that gets you out of a tournament. That is a massive advantage for any players who, in my opinion, do the right thing and get vaccinated like I did. Uh, uh, we Are we did doing that well. here? <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing that here? No more testing if we're vaccinated? <laughs> uh, not yet. Not yet. But we'll, we'll get Tenley on it. Uh, take a look at this. Uh, <laughs> Daniela Hantakova. Uh, Challenging Roger Federer says we need a revamp to the old volley challenge. She takes an ironing, an iron. Now, does she use the iron? I don't iron personally, so I was impressed <laughs> just with the fact she had it in her hand. Who let alone... irons for you, Chanda? <laughs> I don't buy anything that needs ironing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say that first and foremost. But yeah, I was impressed with that, and then she's able to hit tennis balls. Reminds me of an old, reminds me of an old bet that never took place. But Derek Jeter was training in Saddlebrook, and James Blake and, and Derek had a bet that James would play with a frying pan versus Derek, ah. and that that never took place. But uh, I suspect that that uh, James probably would have been able to clip it. <laughs> well, the smallest surface area there on the iron. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty good. She's always had good hands. We play doubles together, so I, I know she has good hands. Win a title together? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Low-key humble Steve, brags. I rely on you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, our I'm coverage... going to teach you how to iron, Chanda. It's fun. She's you allergic. Get... My husband's tried. All right. <laughs> Steve, Jim, Chanda, back with you on TC Live. Take a look at our featured matches, Tennis Channel and TC Plus tomorrow. The battle, the besties, Sloan and Madison Keys, Tommy Paul in action, Garbina Muguruza, 6-1 head-to-head over Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, but the Russian has been playing so well. For a preview, let's head back to Rome. Check in with Danny and Plakash. 
All right, see you back here at the DraftKings desk. And, P, we've got a great lineup of matches, but who do you have your eye on? I got both my eyes on two Americans, Taylor Fritz and Tommy Paul. Taylor's got his work cut out for him against Novak Djokovic, but uh, seemed to be feeling good when I chatted with him. But Tommy Paul... I think he's got a great shot to upset Roberto Batista good at the 10th seed. Roberto was a tough one to John Isner in Madrid, so perhaps not as confident. And Tommy almost took out Rublev, so hopefully we can see some good stuff from the Americans. Looking forward to seeing Americans in action. Looking forward to a big day of action in general here on Tuesday, Steve. All right, thanks so much. If Taylor Fritz, by the way, can beat Novak Djokovic... He gets back into the top 30. We don't have to talk about no Americans (laughs) in the top 30 anymore. Uh, Our hot shot of the day, maybe the most athletic move of the day, chair umpire Greg Allensworth, one of those steps fell off, and he was able to catch himself before something horrible could have happened. Yeah, that's a malfunction of the, the chair, but some good balance by the chair umpire. Never got his khakis dirty. Well played. And Marin Cilic... Not really that bothered or that interested in what's going on. (laughs) He didn't even motion to, like, try to help the guy. Give me a call and I might try and catch you. (laughs) That guy had some good knees, though. That's what I noticed. The chair. He had his meniscus in place. He was able to do the little spider thing. That was nice. Good shocks on that car. (laughs) That's for sure. Our coverage resumes 4 a.m. Eastern, 1 a.m. Pacific. You saw the matches For Chanda, Jim, our entire team, I'm Steve saying thanks so much for joining us on another edition of TC Live.